Hey, Stoop Kids. This episode is sponsored by Candlewick Press, publisher of Evelyn Del Rey is Moving Away, the new picture book by Newbery medalist Meg Mendina and illustrated by Sonia Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Sitting on the stoop, chilling with your friends, hoping that the fun times will never end. You got your homie to your left, your bestie to your right. Feeling like a stoop kid and everything is nice. Got a couple of friends that I want you to meet. Super cool and super fun, walking to their own beat. I'm your bestie, Melly. Thanks for stopping by. Keep this thing on play and let's have a good time. Hey, stoop kids. It's stoop kids. Stoop Kid Stories, Episode 7, Season 2. Episode 7, Season 2. I am so glad that you decided to join me again. And for my new listeners, hey, hey, welcome to the Stoop Kid crew. As you all know, I'm your bestie, Melly. And um, how's school going, everyone? Are you guys virtual? Are you guys in school? I'm really thinking about all of you as you, you know, transition into this new way of learning because of quarantine and the pandemic. Um, you know, so if there's anything I can do to help, you know, parents, let me know. Um, I would love to help and be of some kind of support for you all. Um, also, it's October, and it's my birthday month. So I am doing a October Stoop Kid Stories Challenge. So if you follow Stoop Kid Stories on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter already, you already know that on October 1st, I posted a dance challenge video, and I want you all to take part. All you have to do is go look at the video, learn the dance, kind of like you learn TikTok dances, record yourself doing it, repost it, and then I'll post it on my social media feed. Or if you don't want to do the choreography, you can always try your best or just show me some of your best moves. The dance is to the Stoop Kids theme song, and I just thought it would be fun and a way to celebrate the best month of the year, October, and to connect with you all. So make sure you go to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and check it out. And when you repost it, tag Stoop Kid Stories and use the hashtag Stoop Kid Stories Challenge. Also, just a reminder, if you would like to support the show, please, please, please go to www.patreon.com slash stories to become a patron so you can get birthday goodies and patron-only goodies for everyone in the family. Now, we left off at a very specific part of the story where the kids were about to open a box. So let's dive in. But first, a message from the sponsor. Evelyn and Daniela are best friends. They do everything together and even live in apartments across the street from each other. But Evelyn is moving away. And as her family packs up, the two girls play amid the moving boxes until it's time to say goodbye. They promise to keep in touch because they know that their friendship will always be special and that they will always be each other's numero uno. Evelyn Del Rey is moving away, available now wherever books are sold. The kids looked inside and found a box with different trinkets and pictures. What's all of this? Peach asked. I don't know. Looks like a whole lot of nothing, Tia said. While the kids started rummaging through the box looking at the different pictures and items, 
Mysteriously, two gates came up out of the ground and blocked the entryway to the bridge. Wait! Wait a minute! Wait! They all started to scream, running towards the entrance, but the gate closed and they couldn't get out. Y'all, I'm scared! What do we do? Bria said as she held onto her brother. Okay, everybody calm down. We will get out of here. Um, um, McKinley said as she slightly started to panic. It was dark, and the crew was looking around, tapping the walls, looking under rocks, climbing on the rocks to see if there was another way to get out. They found nothing. Let me out of here! Let me out of here! I want to go home! Tia screamed as she shook the gate, hoping it would open. My peoples are gonna kill me, Byron said. Not unless the monsters that are under here kill us first, Nathaniel said. Okay, listen up, Carr said. There has to be some kind of way out of here. Mickey, grab that box, he said. McKinley ran over and grabbed the mystery box with all the photos and trinkets in them. I think someone just left that here. How is that box gonna help us? Peach asked. Well, we thought that the first box just fell off the truck and it wasn't just an ordinary box, was it? Carr said. No, Peach responded. Okay then, so look, we have a picture of a traffic light, an old potato chip bag, an empty jar of peanut butter, another picture of a mailbox, and a metal comb, I think, he said. It's called a hot comb, duh. I hate when my mom uses it on my edges the night before Easter, Tia said. McKinley high-fived Tia and said, I know that's right, but hey, a black woman invented it, so we can't be mad at that. Shout out to Madam C.J. Walker! And the name Madam C.J. Walker lit up on the wall. Whoa, did you see that? Nathaniel said. Yeah, look, the graffiti on the wall lit up when you said her name, Peach said. Just by saying her name? How did that happen? McKinley said. I don't know, but I think that's how we're going to get out of here. Take all of those things out of the box, Carr said. McKinley placed the hot comb on a rock next to the lit up graffiti, and then there was a click noise. The kids all looked at each other, confused, then noticed that one of the locks on the gate was undone. Look over here, Mickey. I think you unlocked one of the locks. Byron said, and lo and behold, one of the locks was undone. Well, how many more locks are there? Tia groaned. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, Nathaniel said. McKinley looked at the locks and looked at how many items were left in the box and then had an aha moment. It's a puzzle. Look closely at the graffiti on the wall. There are more names written. Since Madam C.J. Walker invented the hot comb, maybe these names on the wall are people who invented things and we have to match it to them to unlock the gate, she said. And the kids looked around and there were five names faintly painted on the wall. I think we can do this. We've all learned about inventors in school, Bria said. Nathaniel grabbed a photo from the box and said, Okay, I know. Um, I remember that Garrett A. Morgan invented the traffic light. And the graffiti lit up again on the wall, showing 
Garrett A. Morgan's name. Nathaniel placed the photo near his name and another lock unlatched. My turn, Peach said. A mailbox. That was, um, Paul B. Downing. And his name lit up on the wall. She placed the picture of the mailbox next to his name and yet again another lock was opened. Yo, Will Kitchener invented potato chips, Byron said, and Will Kitchener's name lit up on the wall. Byron ran over to put the bag next to the name, and then there was one item left, an empty jar of peanut butter. Everyone knows this, Tia said. George Washington invented peanut butter. Hmm. Nothing happened. Wait, why didn't it light up? She said. Because his name is George Washington Carver, McKinley said, and the last name on the wall lit up and the last lock fell off the gate. The gates lifted up and the kids were able to get out. They ran from under the bridge and out onto the sidewalk. Tia, still upset that she didn't get the name right, walked slowly behind them. Come on, Slowpoke, Nathaniel yelled behind him. I don't want to play anymore. Tia said, and as soon as she said that, a box fell from the sky and bopped her on the head. Ouch! Bria ran over to see if she was okay and picked up the box. Look, Tia, you got us another box, she said. I don't want to play anymore, Tia said as she sat down on the ground to pout. Carr came up to her and said, Come on, princess, we need you. We started this together and we got to finish together. Here. This time, you opened the box. Tia picked up the box and opened it just to find another note. It read, When you get to the river, you might have to jump in. The wheel is big and may be hard to spin. Safety will always keep you on your way. A song a day keeps the monsters away. Yo, your voice changed too, Byron said. Yeah, I guess we'll have to get used to that. Bria said. So what do we do now? Peach asked the group. Head down to the river? That's what the note says, McKinley said. And they all started to walk down the street, around the corner, through the baseball field to get to the river that divided the city from the suburbs. They got to the river and the water was flowing, but not how it usually flowed. It was rushing water, but had the sensation as if it was coming out of a pipe or a faucet. Normally, the river was pretty still. What was that? Tia said. I don't know, it sounds like a drum, Nathaniel said as he laid down his bike. The sound of the drum got louder and louder. Um, I don't think that's a drum. It sounds like giant footsteps, McKinley said. What do we do? Look, over there is another box. Look, on the other side of the river, Carr said. But I can't swim, Tia said as she put her hands on her head to cover her hair. The footsteps got louder and the water started to rush even more. We have to get to the other side to get the box, McKinley said. But how, Peach asked. The footsteps drew closer and closer. First, Let's get in the water and hide behind that rock. Whatever is trying to find us won't be able to see us if we stay quiet, McKinley said. But what if whatever it is, even if it can't see or hear us, it can smell us, T 
Tia and Byron have so much product in their hair, they smell like a coconut tree, Peach said. They won't be able to smell us in the water. Don't you know the song, Wade in the Water? Our ancestors hid in the water so the slave owners couldn't find them, McKinley said. Man, you really do pay attention in history class, Mickey, Byron said. Duh, it's our history. Of course I'm going to pay attention. You should too and stop sleeping so much. Now come on! The kids all, one by one, held on to each other and dipped into the water. The footsteps started to get really close. As the kids were hiding behind the rock, they saw the shadow of this big, well, I don't know what it was. They watched it stop in its tracks, pick up a flower off the ground, and stomp away. Whew! That was close, Carr said. But hello! We are still in this river and this water is freezing cold. How are we supposed to get to the other side? Tia said as she started to shiver. Carr looked up and saw a wheel sticking out of the side of a brick. Didn't the note in the box say something about a wheel being hard to spin? Yeah, it did, Bria said. Maybe that wheel can help us, but it's so far away. Peach, you're going to have to take one for the team. You're the only one that can swim, Carr said. And Peach was an excellent swimmer. Ugh, fine. I'll get my hair wet, but someone is going to have to braid it up when I'm done if we get out of this alive, Peach said. And she started swimming towards the wheel. <sighs> okay, I'm here. Now what? She yelled from across the way. Turn the wheel and see what it does, Nathaniel screamed back. Nathaniel, but what if it, like, unleashes another barrel of monsters or murder hornets or, I don't know, something that could get us, Tia said. Well, let's just hope the note didn't steer us wrong. <laughs> get it? Steer because it's a wheel? <laughs> get it? Okay, ne never mind. We'll be fine, McKinley said. Which way do I turn it? Peach yelled. All the kids got quiet, and then Byron yelled out, Try any way you want and see what works. So Peach started to turn the wheel to the right, and it wouldn't move. It's not moving, she said, struggling. Watching Peach struggle, Carr remembered what his pops had told him earlier that day. Righty tidy lefty Lucy, Peach, he yelled. Huh? Righty tidy lefty Lucy, turn the wheel to the left to make it loose. Peach started to turn the wheel to the left, and suddenly the water in the river started to drain. Keep turning, Peach! It's working! Peach started to turn the wheel to the left faster and faster, and the water in the river magically started to dry up. After a couple minutes, the riverbank was completely dry, and the kids were able to actually cross to the other side. They ran to the other side, dripping wet, and found the next box. They opened it, and it had towels in it with their names embroidered on them so they could dry off. <laughs> I still don't know what exactly is going on, but this is all too fun, Carr said, shaking his head, trying to get the water out of his ear. Fun? I want to go home, Tia said. Oh, Tia, stop being a brat. If you were home, you would be sitting in your room anyways by yourself talking to your imaginary friends, Bria said. That's not funny. The kids dropped their towels on the ground and took a rest on the rocks. While they were sitting there, the towels started to levitate 
and formed shapes in the air. The shapes looked like letters, and it spelled out the end. Yo, this adventure is getting wild. First, the crew is trapped under a bridge, and then they have to go hide in a river from a monster, and now they found some towels and they started floating in the air, and they created some type of word. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait till you guys hear part three and the final episode of season two. So make sure you come back and hit play so you can hear how this adventure ends. Till next time, bye!